Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. I am your host, Felicia Atlas, and I am excited this Monday afternoon. This is the day that the Lord has made. I have been rejoicing and there is not enough that I could do or say to ever give him all the praise, glory, and honor that is due. But we're going to get into a dimension of greatness today. I'm going to recap a little bit because I have so much to cover. There are so many great things to discuss today. So it's a little bit deeper than usual. And um, I try not to be deep. I really try to be as um, uh, plain as possible. Um, but at the same time, reveal the power and the goodness of the Lord. So I'm going to get started with the recap. I hope everyone's weekend was blessed. We're getting close to the holiday season. Um, I'm excited. My daughter's going to be surprising me. I don't know when she's coming from Alaska, but um, she won't tell me the date. She knows I love surprises. I love surprises, but I feel her. So I think she's going to be here on Wednesday. We'll see though. I don't know. I feel something around the 16th. We'll see. Um, and then she's also a new year's baby. So she'll be 21 on January 1st, 2021. Praise the Lord. And I thank God for her. And so, uh, I'm excited and, um, I am extremely excited about this word. I'm going to deliver some greatness today. I want you to brace yourself right now because I'm coming full throttle. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to release the word of the Lord from a prophetic standpoint, because this is the word of the Lord for this time and in the season that we would stand and prophetically declare the workings of the Lord, not only the word of the Lord, but the workings of the Lord. And I will explain a little bit more in detail what it means by the workings of the Lord. So last week we discussed the beauty of the vision. Today we're discussing the success of your vision. We're discussing the success of your vision. And this is the Dimensions of Greatness podcast, where we pull from various angles in the word of God, in the presence of God, from the anointing, the power, and the word of the Lord to get you into a place where you understand that there's more. There's more in God. There's exceeding abundant above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. So we're going to be discussing a little bit about that too, um, what Paul, the Apostle Paul meant in Ephesians when he said that. So I suggest if you're able to get a pen and paper because out of the last six or seven episodes, this may be um, one of the most, um, I don't want to say powerful, but let's just say um, it's going to deliver a little bit of a vision, the vision that you need for success. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Last week, we discussed the beauty of the vision, Ephesians 1 and 18, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that we would know that the hope of the, what the hope of his calling is and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The eyes represented, remember I discussed an anointing to gaze at something remarkable. If you're not looking at something remarkable, you need to get back into an intimacy with the Lord so that he can pour out his loving kindness and that you can receive what he has for your life because eye has not seen nor ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. 
Today, we're going to get into some deep things so that you can understand the hope of his calling and the riches and the riches and the riches. Now, I've been in worship and praise um, for the last maybe two hours. And so I do... um, suggest that you always have a worship experience along with your word experience. I am extremely skilled. I like in the Bible when they're talking about a group of people in the Old Testament that said they were skilled with the left hand and the right. They were warriors with the left hand and the right, meaning they had the shield in one hand and the buckler. They were two-handed in war. And you don't ever want to be one-handed where you're full of the word, but you don't have an intimate relationship through worship. That's the entrance. That's the access. Or you don't want to just be the praise and worship person that's always with your music. But if someone asks you what thus saith the Lord, you don't have a word. So we want to be left and right-handed. We want to be skillful. That's why David said you have the praises of God on your lips and the two-edged sword in your hand. It's time to go to war and possess the land successfully. Let's get the success for our vision. So your eyes represent, as we discussed last week, an anointing to gaze at something remarkable. The understanding represents a faculty and a disposition of the mind. So the eyes give you the ability to to witness and perceive a remarkable outcome, a remarkable possibility. That's the greatness. Those are your potentials in the Lord that your understanding would be enlightened. Your understanding is the faculty. The faculty is the your portion. The faculty is your position. The faculty is your potential in God. You understand that. You understand that faculty, meaning I'm going to distribute this way. I'm receiving this way. You have to understand where your blessings are going and coming, where the word is going and coming. You have to be able to loose and bind. And if you don't, if you don't have a vision, you're not going to be able to successfully loose on earth, bind on earth, loose in heaven and loose on it. You're not going to be able to do that. So we're going to deliver the success of the vision that you can pinpoint like with a bow and arrow and hit the target every time in the name of Jesus. Let's jump right on in. So the success of your vision, our reference scripture today is going to be one of my favorites. And, um, it's been a favorite for my, of mine, maybe, uh, at least 15 years. And I'm going to explain a little bit about that. When God began to open my eyes to the gifting of revelation that was on my life and when he began to show me the depth of his word and he told me that I was going to be an administrative revelator, meaning that I was going to be able to take the revelations that he gave me and cause them to be administered through various outlets, um, through various resources, magazine, books, businesses, and so have you. So when God calls you, he'll give you a name that no man knoweth except you. He's going to begin to show you why and fulfill it through his word. God doesn't do anything outside of his word. He is the word. So this scripture meant a lot to me because it was a reference point to a dimension the very first understanding I received of the dimensions was from Joshua. Joshua holds so much weight in the prophetic realm that it's absolutely marvelous. It's marvelous. And today I'm going to share with you the beauty of the marvel and the success of the marvel and how we're going to lay hold on the anointing of Joshua Joshua 1 and 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, okay? But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. 
For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Now we've heard this. This is the King James Version. If any of us have ever had any dealings with the word of God for at least a, a, even a brief period of time, we've heard this because it is a staple in our lives as believers, even in the Old Testament. What I'm going to do today is mirror it with the New Testament and show you how profound and successful it will cause you to be instantaneously. We're not going to wait to receive this anointing. We're going to get it today. We're going to manifest it today. We're going to impart the success of our vision today so that we can fulfill the things of God. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that you can observe to do according to all that is written therein. I'm going to read it in Felicia version. Okay. So the word of God, is the law. Make sure that you keep it in you, that it would be on your mouth and on your lips. Meditate on his word as much as you possibly can. Do not let it depart from you. It shall be with you day and night. Observe to do according that it says. Observe to do according. Observe represents the vision. Observe represents the sight. According represents an anointing of order that thou may have a vision that is anointed with order. Joshua 1 and 8, that thou mayest observe to do according. In my rendition, it says that you may have a vision that is anointed with order, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So we all want the same thing um, overall. Ultimately, we all want to establish a, a form of success, whether it be accomplishing this goal or accomplishing that goal. But the word of God is always sent forth to accomplish a particular thing. So like I've been discussing the last six or seven episodes, you're going to have a word over your life that's going to reveal what the vision is for your life. Everyone's is different. That's what makes us all fitly knit in a body of Christ that we can fulfill our own purposes and fulfill the, the totality of what God expects from us. So your vision is not my vision. And when you begin to en engulf that principle, you will feel so special in the eyes of God. You'll understand that you were uniquely, wonderfully, fearfully made, meaning you have your own identity, but that's not enough. There's a step further. And there are levels to success. Success and greatness are not the same thing. Greatness is what I'm going to talk about a little bit later. It's exceeding abundantly above. There is a success. There is a good success. But the reason that I'm here today is to bring out a very powerful revelation of why the word success is mentioned one time. Success is not where you live. Success is not your degree. Success is not your earthly manifestation of financial wealth or gain, or even your health. It's a form of prosperity that enables you to climb into a godly realm of fulfillment. Success and successes are levels that are designed to help you climb unto new levels of greatness in God through fulfillment. So in other words, like if you're walking up a stair, one step one is a level of success. Then you go to step two, that's a level of success. But you don't get to greatness till you get to the high calling 
of God in Christ Jesus. There's a high calling. Paul says, I press toward the mark. There is a mark. It's not success. Success is just being able to grasp the concept that there is a vision that needs to be fulfilled. That is good success because he says right here, meditate on the word. Then you make your way prosperous. Then, then, then you make, then you make, then you have good success. So there's levels. It means next, then, after that, later on, next, coming up. So that's what it means. So this prophetic pattern that I'm about to share is to establish an apostolic system. Everything that exists has a pattern. A vision of greatness has a pattern. Your plant has a pattern of growth. Your car has a pattern of the way the engine should start the vehicle. The way that you put your key in the door to get inside the house, that's access. There's a pattern. You can't come through the chimney. You can't come through the window. Normally, you're going to come through the door. So we're going to understand how to access Christ through the door so that we can have success for the vision in our life. You, Everyone has a vision. Everyone sees this or that. But the thing that makes us start over and go back to square one and go back to A and go back to B and, and, and start over from scratch is because the vision wasn't quite made plain. But you have to have a spirit of revelation and intimacy with God to tap into what the Lord has for you. We've been talking about it for weeks, the building the vision, the design of the vision, the beauty of the vision. So now that you've had that understanding and if you've been able to read any of those scriptures, you should have begun to experience God on a deeper level or in, in a more great level and, uh, and understand greatness because you can do something great, but greatness is a realm. There's an act of doing something great. There's an act of doing something kind. Doing something kind doesn't mean you have kindness. Doing something out of love doesn't mean you're, you have loving kindness. So you have to understand that doing something great one time is not the greatness. There's a pattern. So through the vision of success or the success for your vision, we're going to unfold the pattern of greatness and how to get there through the success. So he says, you'll make your way prosperous. Now, let me paint a little picture. So Moses has died. Moses has passed away. Moses is handing over the baton to Joshua. Moses is not going into the promised land. Moses came to the earth. He was a meek man. He saw God face to face. Now, the reason that Moses saw God face to face is because Moses is a representation of God in the earth realm. Do you think I'm lying? This is the truth. This is the word of God. Think about it. Moses, God told Moses that you will be to Aaron what I am to you. I'm God to you. You're going to be a God to the people and Aaron will act as you. So God was setting up a system of operation in Moses. Now, the promised land represents us in Christ, us as believers right now in this day, December 14th, 2020. Right now, there's a promised land that is and that we're all entitled to as a believer. I'm going to show you how God established this apostolic system through prophetic vision, meaning I can see the future through an anointing and through a grace of vision. He's given visions to Moses. He's given them to Joshua. He's given them to Jacob. He's given them to everyone in the Bible to establish purpose of the vision. Like I've been discussing, there's always a purpose for a vision. There's always a principle for a vision. And there's always the power for your vision. Some people have the purpose. They know what they're called to do. But that principle that's going to throttle them into that season, they don't want that part. They don't want the be holy part, the sanctified part. They don't want the principle to preach, to do the work, to serve. But they want the glory. But then some people have the purpose, the overall fulfillment of your life to, to please God and to, and to live comfortably. They want that. And they understand the principle, but they don't have the power. 
They don't want to, they don't want to labor and travail in the spirit to get that anointing, to get that Holy Ghost on them. They don't want what it's going to, what's going to cause a Holy Ghost explosion. The power of God, the thing that says I will do exceeding abundantly above according to the power that works in you. Now, let me hurry on down the road because this is a good word and it's a little weighty. I don't even know how I'm going to get it all in now. So the prophetic pattern is going to be established through an apostolic system. Everything has a pattern. The pattern breeds the system. Anything you do turns into a pattern and then it turns into a system. People don't understand why they don't have victory. You watch TV too much. Your pattern is TV. You, you talk on the phone too much. Your, your pattern is phone. So my pattern is I worship and praise God as much as I possibly can. So that's why I'm able to see things, have visions, hear things, talk to angels, this, this that, and that, and that. So everybody establishes a system in their life. It's all through the grace of God. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be more than you don't have to be bigger than you just have to understand that the, the availability of that revelation once you understand that this revelation is available to me just like if you understand there's sugar at the grocery store there's milk at the grocery store and you want to bake a cake you go down there and get it it's available so there are things that are available to us that we just have to latch on to now here's the good part he said that thou may observe to do according now this is where i'm getting excited that you may observe to do according. What does observe mean? Everybody thinks observe means to see. And since we've been talking about vision and I thought we were only gonna talk about it through the end of the year, but it looks like we're just getting started. I haven't even been able to share the beauty of the eagle, what the eagle actually sees. <laughs> I don't know why God won't let me release that. He's telling me to hold on to it a little bit longer, but um, there is a beauty that the eagle sees. Their, their eyeball is bigger than their brain. And that is why that was one of the uh, apostolic anointings that Ezekiel was able to see in the vision when the Lord took him up in the spirit and he saw the four face cherubims, the, um, the face of the man, the face of the eagle, the face of the ox and the lion. Those are four glories, the build, the strength, the bravery, uh, the Judah, the, the, um, in the earth realm as the man. And, and those all four dimensions come together to cause greatness. But, um, so God told me to start with vision, even though Ezekiel saw the eagle's face last, you begin with the eagle. You begin with the eagle because God turned it around because Ezekiel was in the Old Testament before Jesus came. God said in the New Testament, they it will flip. So what Ezekiel saw last, the face of the eagle, we will in the New Testament see first. So we have to operate by sight first. They didn't have to operate by sight first because they didn't have access to certain giftings and, and spiritual access that, that we have. So they may have seen their, their face, the face of the man first. They understand the lion. They understand the ox, but they didn't understand a spiritual site. That's why Ezekiel was taken up in a vision. So if you go back about two or three episodes, you'll hear the teaching on um, building the vision with Ezekiel prophesying to the bones, the bones stood up an exceeding great army. So exceeding is always mentioned as it pertains to greatness. Exceeding means more than the next level, unseen, unreal, uh, unimaginable, innumerable. It's just something hard to fathom. And if you don't get into the hard to fathom phase with God, you're going to have a limited manifestation of greatness in your life. So observe, what does it mean? Observe to do according to all that is written therein. Now in Joshua one and seven, he says, observe in Joshua one and eight, he says, observe, he says it twice, meaning impartation. So anytime anything happens twice back to back, God is trying to impart. He's trying to release. Now, He's also been dealing with me about impartation. Impartation means decision. 
So in the realm of impartation, people just look at impartation like I'm receiving something. There's a release. I'm gaining this. The word has blessed me. The spirit of the Lord has fallen upon me and I'm in the presence of the Lord. Behind that realm of impartation is a dimension of decision. Decision reigns above impartation. Impartation does not reign above decision. So like I'm saying, as the word is going forward, it's your decision to receive the impartation of the success of your vision um, by taking heed to the word of God that's coming forth. Now, observe, what does it mean to hedge about? Watch this. To hedge about, to guard, to protect, to attend, to beware, to keep, to mark, to preserve, to regard, to save self, to save yourself, to be sure, watch this, to wait and to be a watchman. Joshua chapter one and eight says that thou mayest observe, that thou may hedge about, like Job was hedged about where nothing could touch him, to guard the angels of the Lord stand guard around us to make sure that nothing happens to protect. The word of God is protected. When it goes forth, it will accomplish the thing that it was sent forth to do. Attend. You need to be present in the manifestation of the vision for your life. Beware. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Like it says in Joshua 1 and 7, but observe to keep the way of this word. Now watch this. Keep. Mark. Preserve regard. All right, y'all. Now let's go. Let's get into it. This word observe does not mean to watch the word of God in your life. Joshua was speaking prophetically thousands of years in advance. He was telling us to hedge about this glory, to guard this anointing, to protect this truth, to attend to this saying, for thousands of years. Beware, it shall come to pass. Keep it, Jesus is coming. Mark it, Jesus is coming as the word became flesh. Preserve it, preserve this word until the coming of the Lord. Not the first coming, but the second coming. And I'm gonna show you how. This is gonna be so good. Now watch this, y'all. So he's telling us that the word, if we observe it, it's not just to see but the success of the vision is coming through the wine. One meaning of the word preserve in this text means to settle. And I did my research and this is how they made the wine. This is how they made the wine back then. So Joshua is speaking prophetically about a new wine that if we hedge about, protect, guard, attend, and keep this saying, it'll be preserved for you all, the believers, the Christians, the people that will have the spirit of God living in them. Now, how do you know that, Felicia? It says to be sure, to watch, to wait. That's what observe means in Joshua 1 and 8. What are you talking about, Felicia? Preserve the settlings of the wine before it's fermented, before the wine is became and it's becomes its most potent and fruitful of the vine that it could possibly be. It's preserved for a season. So the anointing of this word has been preserved. Now watch this. This is excellent. In the winemaking process, once the grape has been pressed out before the before 
it must contain a fermentation process to separate the clear, the transparency from the solid particles suspending it. So after this time, the word of the Lord was released to Joshua saying that you will have good success, but greatness is so much more than good success. You have good, you have great, and you have greatness. So he's saying this is the first dimension of the greatness of God. We're going to cross into a promised land. We're going to war, but then you have good success. We're going to be fruitful once we enter in. We're going to possess it. But then Joshua, Yahshua, who comes as Christ, that's why Moses and Elijah came to meet Jesus on the mountain because Elijah imparted into Elisha and Moses imparted into Joshua or Yeshua, but then they all come together and meet with Jesus to deliver these revelations so that Christ can de deliver them to us. Remember, impartation is all about a decision. So when they came together, that anointing of decision came to Jesus. Will you die? Will you be resurrected? Will you suffer? And he said, yes, I will be pressed out. I will let this wine be pressed out. I will let this wine be separated and I will release the glory of anointings through the wine, through the new wine, your so press forth with new wine. Now watch this. If you don't believe me, this is so powerful and so beautiful. Listen. Oh my gosh. Where is this scripture? So it says, watch this in John chapter one, chapter two. This is when Jesus turned the water into wine, you guys, that there were set there six water pots of stone. The six water pots of stone represent the six the, the, okay, so this is John chapter two, verse six, two times six is 12. So there's essentially a 12 dispensational anointing of the 12 tribes of Judah. There were six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three first skins apiece. So now God is working in multiplying and anointing. I'm multiplying a grace. I'm going to release it to the people. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. So this is the separation. So the water represents the word, the washing of water by the word, but he's going to add an anointing to it. See, people think the Holy Spirit and the anointing are the same. The Holy Spirit and the anointing are two different things. You can have the spirit of the Lord in you. You can speak in tongues. You can have all the gifts, but if the anointing isn't on you, the anointing is the purpose. So you don't, you may not be fulfilling a particular purpose. That doesn't mean you don't have the spirit of God living in you. The a key objective is to turn the water into wine, to turn the spirit into wine. Now, watch this. They filled them up to the brim. This is John chapter two. They filled the water to the brim and Jesus told them, draw it out now and bear it unto the governor of the feast. The governor of the feast is the governing anointing of this power, of this success. Take it to the governor that he can say now this glory can be released and imparted into the people of God and the word of God says, and they bear it. Now y'all think I'm playing to watch this. That was such a powerful anointing of why he turned the water into wine. Now listen in Joshua chapter three, it came to pass when the people were moved from their tents to pass over Jordan. Jordan means ascending and descending. So the anointing of Jordan is releasing, picking up, turning around, anointing back and forth, boom, descending, ascending. That's what Jordan means. So they're crossing over a realm of revelation. They're crossing over a realm of impartation. They're crossing over a realm of water and saturation, the water of Jordan. 
the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant. Now, didn't Jesus just tell them to bear the water and take it to the governor? So now they're bearing basically a covenant. They're bearing the Ark of the Covenant, just like he told them to bear the Ark in Joshua chapter three, as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark dipped in the brim of the water. Now, doesn't it say they filled them up to the brim in John chapter two. See, John is an anointed revelator as an apostle. He speaks prophetically. He speaks to revelation. And then he establishes the truth by going back into the Old Testament and pulling it forward. Something that Matthew didn't do, Luke didn't do, Mark didn't do. And so this is a very powerful anointing that the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water. So the feet of the priests in the times of Joshua were dipped in the brim, but they couldn't be submerged in that water. And they furthermore couldn't be made into wine because that anointing was for us. So if you can see the success of your vision to observe, to keep that principle that the spirit of the Lord is moving in your life and being turned into wine. It says in verse 16, that uh, 15, that the Jordan overflows all its brinks, all of its banks, it overflows at the time of harvest. So the time of harvest is now because the spirit of God has been released through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It says that the waters which came down from above, how did the waters come down from above? You guys, this is Joshua chapter three. This is thousands of years ago. It says that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city of Adam. The waters came and, st oh my God, y'all, I got to finish this next week. Everybody walk into your greatness. Be great. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for it has anointed me to preach. So there is a difference between the spirit of the Lord and the anointing. I want to get into that more so that you can fulfill the vision. I'm going to show you the sight of God and how he intended to establish a system of greatness through the good success of observing his word and his principles. In the name of Jesus, guys, I really had um, a blessing sharing that and I didn't know that I had used up so much time, but I hope everybody has a fulfilled week. And just remember that Jesus turned the water into wine based on the promise of good success, based on the promise of good success, that the spirit of the Lord would be turned into an anointing in your life to fulfill greatness. Have a blessed week, ladies and gentlemen. Be great.